Let's turn the clock back 922 years. Easily done with a computer. Yes, we're going back to 1300 when it was first written. And the adventures of Marco Polo fascinated readers with the thrilling tales of the adventure in the then unknown and exotic lands of Asia, Persia, China, and Indonesia. Produced in the late 1930s, but first broadcast in Australia in 1940, a radio adaptation of The Adventures of Marco Polo was produced by the well-known and talented vocal actor George Edwards. The Marco Polo series was based on the original book and adapted for radio by Maurice Francis. It starred Edwards, who played several parts. He was an incredible vocal artist. And his wife, starring his wife, Nell Sterling, and some actors named Tom Farley, Warren Barry, and Eric Scott. The serial locked in the attention of listeners because of the energetic and dramatic story that put the emphasis on action over dialogue. Combining the dialogue with an original musical score that combined well-known classical pieces, the series earned superior notices in the trade papers in March of 1940. The series became syndicated and was replayed many times during the 40s and 50s on both Australian radio and also extremely popular in overseas radio stations and networks, where the recordings were distributed on 16-inch vinyl transcription discs. By the way, George Edwards, between 1933 and 53, produced over 300 radio series and serials, most of which featured him playing six or seven individual roles. Listeners loved to try to figure out which characters he was playing, and it was not easy because he was so talented at changing his voice. In The Adventures of Marco Polo, Edwards is playing the character of Kublai Khan and the lead character of Marco Polo. That's quite a task when you think about how often these two characters talk in the same scene. This series is well made, it's well acted, and extremely entertaining. And on this track you will hear episode 31 entitled Marco Accuses Akmeth of Being a Traitor. In episode 32, the Khan leads his troops away. They are edited back to back into about a 25 minute production. This is Heirloom Radio, a different oldies program. I'm your host, John Lovering, and I thank you for listening and thus supporting the purpose of this podcast because you listening is why I do this. So you are much appreciated. present The Adventures of Marco Polo. Marco Polo managed to persuade Manji, the robber chief, to imprison Vantu with a view to taking him before Kublai Khan. Meanwhile, Kublai Khan and Akmet had conferred, and they decided that Niccolo Polo and Maffio should be put to death, owing to the fact that Marco and Benno had not returned. Niccolo and Maffeo were taken into the presence of Kublai Khan, and then Akmath bade the great Khan look into the crystal 
where he saw a vision of Marco Polo about to embark upon a ship. While the Khan was gazing at this strange vision, Marco Polo strode into the room and bade the Khan look at him, not at the crystal. There was a moment's stupefied silence, and then Marco Polo laughed. <laughs> Most high and noble Khan, I have kept my word. Just as the sun sinks below the horizon, I come before you and I bow low. But Marco Polo, I, I do not understand this. I, I was gazing into the crystal and I saw a vision. I saw you about to embark on a ship. So much for the magic of Akmath, the magician. His magic is a lying, evil magic, most noble Khan. Marco, my son, I embrace you. You have arrived in time to save our lives. I fear that some harm had befallen you. My father, I am glad to be with you again. Marco, it seems that you are fated always to save our lives. Know you that I am grateful. Thank you, my uncle. And now, most noble Khan, I have news for you. A moment. There is some evil here. Marco Polo is in league with the powers of darkness. I am in league with the powers of light, Akmath the magician. And I am about to bring about your downfall. Marco Polo, where have you been? What news have you for me? Important news, most noble Khan. I have news and proof that Akmath the magician is a lying, plotting traitor. That he strives to seize your throne from you in order that Van Chu may be the emperor. Most noble Khan, he lies, I swear it. For once your magic has failed, Akmath. I know not what trickery you put upon me, but I have gazed in that crystal and looked upon a vision which was not true. Akmath trembles, most noble Khan. Should such a great magician show fear? Uh, why do you tremble, Akmar? I tremble with rage to think that my friend, my emperor, should put faith in the words of these men who hate me. You have good cause to tremble, Akmar. Most noble Khan, I am seized by a strange illness. I, I beg leave to retire that I may rest for a while. Not so. I ask that the Khan place soldiers to guard Akmar while I tell my story. Akmar, you will remain here. Now let the soldier stand on either side of him. He is not to leave. Do you desert me, most great and mighty Kubla Khan? Have I not been your friend and advisor for years? I will hear what Marco Polo has to say. Speak, Marco. We are anxious to hear your story. I beg first that the Khan will grant audience to one Manji, the robber chief. Manji, the robber chief here? I have sworn that he shall be put to death. See, most noble Khan, is that not proof that Marco Polo is in league with your enemies? Manji has come here with his daughter Kinsai. They have risked their lives to come before you, most noble Khan. And with Manji are several of his chieftains. I beg that you grant them audience now. They wait outside this audience chamber. Uh, if you have captured Manji, then I am grateful to you, Marco Polo. But the capture of Manji does not prove that Akmath is a traitor. I am displeased with Akmak because he lied to me about the crystal. But uh, mayhap that is not a serious fault. I ask that you hear what else Marco has to say, most noble God. Marco, do not keep us in suspense. What has happened? You will soon learn. Beat upon the gong, O great and mighty Kubla Khan. Bid them bring those who wait outside the audience chamber. Uh, it shall be as you say, Marco Polo. <laughs> Most noble Khan, I beg leave to withdraw. Uh, you will stay, Akmar. Are you afraid to hear what else Marco Polo has to say? I am not afraid. Look upon him. He shakes and trembles. Let him call upon his magic to dispel his fear. Peace, Matthew, my brother. 
Do not jeer at a fallen man. I warn you, I will call upon my magic to destroy you all. Rather call upon your magic to save yourself, Akmar. Ah, see, Manji the robber comes now with his robber Tetum. And they drag with them a prisoner who is bound with chains. A prisoner? Look upon the prisoner, Kubla Khan. Ah, you captured at last. He has been hiding with the robbers, plotting to bring about your downfall. Still plotting to seize your throne, Kubla Khan. Banshu, you wretched fugitive. I have sworn vengeance against you. I have sought for many months to meet you face to face. You are my nephew. I showered upon you every favor. You repaid me by trying to seize that which is mine. Most noble emperor, I crave mercy. You crave mercy at my hands? Hear me, my uncle. I will tell all in an endeavor to save my own life. A moment. Let the Khan hear from Manji the robber. Most noble Khan, I make obeisance before you. I have been your enemy these many years. I have been hunted and harried by your soldiers. I have been declared an outlaw. And now I come to ask your clemency. I desire to live at peace, to work in your service. I will keep the road safe for all travelers. I will act as guardian of the roads in your name. If you will but show mercy and call me your friend. I have sworn that you shall die. You have defied me for too long. Most noble Khan, had it not been for Manji, I would have died, and Banshee would not have been brought before you. Before you pass judgment on Manji, uh, bid him speak. Banshee had better keep silent for his own sake. I will not keep silent. Hear me, my most noble uncle. I plotted to take your throne. I fought to set myself up as emperor. But the idea was not mine. I was persuaded to plot. By one who calls himself your friend. A man who brought about my ruin. And who sought to bring about yours. Is none other than Akmath the magician. A lie. I speak the truth, Akmath. I know that I can never overthrow the great Kubla Khan. I leave my faith to him. But I swear to you, great Khan, that Akmath is your enemy. I have been meeting him secretly for many months. He swore to make me emperor. And in return... I swore to make him the most powerful man in the land. Manji knows that Axmath has been plotting with me. I do know, most noble Khan. And I have done all in my power to destroy this plot. The plotters are now in your hands. And Manji asks your forgiveness and friendship. Uh, I am bewildered. It seems that the knowledge of this plot has come to me through Marco Polo. It seems that heaven has sent Marco Polo to me so that he might save my throne. Once again, I give you my thanks, Marco Polo. I accept your thanks, most noble Khan. But without the aid of Manji, I could not have aided you. Oh, it is true. Well, I grant forgiveness to Manji. He is no longer an outlaw. He shall be my friend. He shall guard the roads for me. Manji, you, uh, you may kiss my hand. I raise your hand to my lips, O oh, great and mighty Kubla Khan. And I swear loyalty to you. It is well. Uh, now I will hear Akmat. Most noble Khan, this is a conspiracy of my enemies. It is no conspiracy. Banshu knows that he is doomed, and doomed men speak the truth. You have lied to me, Akmat, and because you have lied, your life is forfeit. 
Had it not been for Marco Polo, you would have robbed me of my throne, aye, even of my life. I know now why you distrusted the Venetians. They suspected you were plotting. But you shall not live to reap the benefits of your plot. So, most noble town, I pay the penalty for my sins, for my blunders. I take this magic powder. Oh, it will transform me to paradise. Stop, stop him, stop him. He takes poison. Let him take the poison, Marco. Yeah, it's too late. He's taken it. Most noble Khan, I served you well for many years. Then I grew too ambitious. I, I was not content with the favors you had showered upon me. My plans were too big. I succeeded in many things, but I failed in one. And because of that failure, I now must die. Farewell, great and mighty Khan. Akma. He was my friend, and then he became my enemy. Let his body be removed. Now, now I crave mercy, my uncle. Did not the great Kubla Khan swear he would never spill the blood of any man who was related to him? Is that not a solemn oath which you took? It is a solemn oath, Van Chew. I will not spill your blood, but you have plotted against me. You have caused wars. And you have caused the death of many of those who have fought for me. Therefore, you must die. But you shall die without your blood being spilled. It is my decree that you be taken from here, that you be rolled in a carpet, and that carpet be shaken until life has departed from your body. No, do not send me to my death. Take him from here and let my orders be carried out. So be it, my uncle. It is decreed that I shall die. I salute you, great Kubla Khan. I call you my emperor. And I go now to obey the last decree which I shall hear from you. He goes to meet his death like a brave man. I almost feel inclined to ask mercy for him, most noble Khan. He deserves no mercy. While he lives, he will plot. And now, Marco Polo, what fresh honor can I confer upon you? Uh, what thanks can I offer you? What uh, gratitude can I show? I need no thanks or gratitude, most noble Khan. But I need rest. I have traveled these many hours in order to reach you in time. I ask leave to withdraw now with my father and my uncle that we may speak amongst ourselves. Uh, you will not leave me. You will come with me on my journey through my provinces. We shall accompany you, most noble Khan. Uh, that pleases me. Uh, you may withdraw. Come, Murphio and Marco. The Khan will send for us when he wants us. Come, Benno, my good and faithful servant. You have been of great aid to me. But now you are almost dying from fatigue. You shall have the rest which you so richly deserve. We withdraw, most noble Khan. Uh, Manji the robber, you may sit by my side. You are now my friend. Most noble Khan, my daughter Kinsai bows low before you. She has been of great service to you. It was she who first released Marco Polo from the water dungeon. She persuaded me to listen to him. You have a worthy daughter, Manji, but bid her raise veil which hides her face. I would look upon her. Then look upon me, most noble Khan. Oh, you are indeed beautiful. I, I am pleased with you and with your father. Ask any reward of me. If it be in my power to grant it, you shall have it. My daughter has one request to make of you, most noble Khan. Ask on, Kinshai. Most noble Khan, we are now your friends and your faithful servants. We have rendered you some slight service. And I ask but one reward in return. Uh, what do you ask? I ask that Marco Polo be given to me as my husband. The only happiness I desire, I will know as his wife. Mm -hmm.
now present The Adventures of Marco Polo. The great Kubla Khan led his army away from the palace in order to bring about the defeat of the rebels led by Vantu, his nephew, while Marco Polo was left in charge of the palace. The Princess Solana was overjoyed that the Kubla Khan had bestowed her hand on Marco Polo, but the young man himself was not in transports of delight. While Marco Polo was discussing the matter with his father, his uncle, and their servants, Zolana rushed into the room, saying that the rebels had entered the palace. Close on her heels came Vantu with a hundred men of arms. We must fight for our lives. See the people in this room. Hold them fast. Let me go. I shall fight for my life. But what has happened? Has the great Kubla Khan been overthrown? While the great Kubla Khan marches at the head of his army to subdue the rebels, the rebels have seized the castle. As governor of the city, I hold the keys to the gates. We entered the city silently this morning. Kubla Khan thinks that our army has drawn up awaiting him. But the city is ours, and Kubla Khan is shut out of his own city. Now, Marco Polo, you and I have a reckoning to settle. My own life means little to me, Van Chu. But I beg that you do not harm the Princess Silana. I should kill her. She betrayed me to the Khan. She is too beautiful to kill. Would you become my wife, Zilana? I hate you. I would rather die than become your wife. <laughs> you will have no choice. Did I not promise that someday I would be the Khan of China? Soon I will go and seat myself on the throne which was occupied by Kubla Khan. Soon I will be proclaimed as Khan of this great land. Bantu Khan. Hmm, the sound of it pleases me. You vain, loud boaster. Your reign will be very short. Silence, dog! With my mailed fist, I strike you on the mouth. Marco, oh, my son, your face bleeds. Oh, what matters that? The first to bend the knee to Bantu Khan shall be the four men from the west. Never will I bend the knee to you, you low-born upstart dog. A whining cur that snaps at the hand which feeds it, striving to seize the throne from your rightful master. You will pay dearly for those words, Marco Polo. Kubla Khan is known as the greatest ruler in the world. Mayhap you have seized this city. Mayhap you are now in his palace. But Kubla Khan will find some way of defeating you, some means of bringing you to your knees to whine for mercy. Kubla Khan is shut out of the city. I do not fear him. But hear me, Marco Polo. We have ways of taming the spirits of men. I will tame your spirit. Soon I go to the throne room to take my rightful place. And you and your companions will be made to kneel before me. As for the Princess Delana, her dreams will be realized. She shall become the wife of the Khan of China. But I am to marry Marco Polo. My hand has been bestowed on him. So, the old fool Kubla Khan bestowed your hand on Marco Polo. Well, you shall do better, Zalana. You shall marry Vancho. Take the princess Zalana to her quarters. See that she is guarded. Take these prisoners to the dungeon. Let them be imprisoned together. Later, they shall be dragged to the front room and forced to make obeisance to the new Khan of China. 
The Princess Alana was taken to her quarters, while Marco Polo and his companions were taken below to a small dark dungeon. Here they huddled together and discussed their fate. Well, our triumph was short-lived. It seems that Kubla Khan is not as powerful as we thought. His upstart nephew has defeated him. I cannot think that Kubla Khan has been defeated. Soon he will come to aid us. We have to decide whether we will kneel and admit that Ban Chu is the Khan of China. A difficult decision to make. Oh, if by kneeling I can save my life, why should I stand upright? I have no false pride. One Khan means as much as another to me. Shame on you, Benno. Have you no spirit? Oh, well, can we not pretend to fall in with the wishes of this man, Van Chu? If we do, he may let us live a little longer, and then perhaps Kubla Khan will come to our aid. Hear me. During the few days which we have been in China, I have asked many questions, and I have learned much. It seems that once before there was a rebellion against Kubla Khan. The prince who rebelled against him succeeded in usurping the throne for a few days. He forced certain people to kneel before him and claimed him as Khan. When Kubla Khan defeated this prince, all those who had knelt to the rebels were instantly beheaded, whether they had been forced to kneel or not. So it seems that we are to die either way, my father. And I think that Van Chu will devise some very unpleasant death for us. Oh, well, if I am going to die, I hope I die quickly. If we must die, let us at least die like men. We are Venetians. We come of a proud nation. Are we to grovel before a rebel? Will we have it said that we have brought shame on the men of our race? That is true, father. We came here as friends of Kublai Khan. He trusted me and left his palace in my charge. I failed him, but I will not kneel to the man who usurped his throne. I feel that Venture is my personal enemy, and if I do not die today, there will come a day when I will kill Venture. Well, it is a pity you did not kill him before. Then all this trouble would have been spared. Have you decided whether or not you are going to kneel to Venture? I have made my decision. He can put any torture he pleases upon me, but I will not kneel before him and call him Khan. Well spoken, Marco. I'll stand with you. I'll stand with you, too. I wish I could remove this suit of armor, then it would be easier to stand erect. What of poor Benno? Must he die because we intend to be stubborn? I am a Venetian, and although I fear death, I will not shame my people. Brave words, Benno. I am proud of you. Oh, thank you, Master Marco. But I doubt whether your pride compensates me for the fact that I am to lose my life. Well, be of good cheer. Perhaps Kubla Khan may manage to force his way back into the city to save us. Meanwhile, the Princess Zulana had been taken to her quarters. Once there, she flung herself face downwards on the divan and wept bitterly. After a while, however, she heard the clink of armor and looked up to meet the gaze of a tall, armor-clad soldier. want with me? Go. Leave me alone to my misery. Do you not recognize me, Princess? I do not know you. I do not wish to know you. Princess, I wish to aid you. Oft times have I looked at you, but never have I dared to speak. Why? You are top 
The captain of the great Khan's guard? You know my name. Yes, I do know you. But what do you hear? Have you thrown in your lot with that rebel venture? Not so. I left the palace yesterday on receiving orders from the great Khan. He told me to seek out the rebels, to pretend I was friendly with them, so that I might learn their plan. I joined the rebels. I secretly entered the city with them. But I was unable to send a message of warning to the great Khan. I have a scheme whereby I may be able to help you. Doctor, if you can help me, you will win my lasting gratitude. Your heart is given to another. Oh, do you seek to make me bargain for my life? Not so. I seek only to become your loyal and devoted servant. I bid you to be of good cheer. But what can you do? One man against many enemies. I can aid you, princess. But do not arouse the wrath of Van Chu. He is a vengeful man, and in a fit of rage he may slay you. When you are dragged to the audience chamber today, I will be there. But I will not be able to lift a hand to aid you. While I live, I am of some use to you and to the great Khan. Therefore, I must not risk my life until I know that by so doing, I can bring you your freedom. You will not find me ungrateful, Toktai. Your coming has brought me great hope and courage. It is well. But now I must go. I must not be found here talking to you. Remember, help is at hand. Later that day, Marco Polo and his companions were taken out of their dungeon to the great audience chamber. And there they found Van Chu seated on the throne of Kubla Khan. Around Van Chu were his attendants and followers. Closely guarded nearby was the Princess Delora. As the four Venetians entered, Van Chu spoke. Well, Marco Polo, you see me now occupying the throne which is rightly mine, a throne which I shall strive to hold. And you, Marco Polo, shall be the first to make obeisance to me. Hear me, Van Chu. I speak for myself. I am from Venice. And we Venetians are a proud people, an honest people. We came to China to seek the friendship of the great Kublai Khan. At first, he distrusted us. But we proved we could be trusted. And he gave us his friendship. He left his palace in my charge. I failed him. But I shall not fail him further by bending the knee to you. Oh. Well, it seems that you are stubborn, Marco Polo. Plead for him, Zalana. I do plead for him, Manchu. Well, your pleas fall on deaf ears. Now, Marco Polo... I order you to kneel before me. <laughs> you order me to kneel before you? <laughs> yes. I refuse. You do. You refuse. Well, look to your right and to your left, Marco Polo. You will see two men armed with rawhide whips. I see them. Whips made from the skin of the buffalo. Well, Marco Polo, those whips can inflict grave injury and great pain. Those who do not obey the orders of their new Khan will be whipped into submission. You hear me? They will be whipped. 
Perhaps a little pain will bring you to your knees. Never. Let the Venetian dog be lashed. <laughs> 